0: We're doing great. we're doing amazing, we're, doing great. we're really good at this podcasting thing, three years into it, bow, meow, meow, <laughs> bow, bow, I love the, how that's like the go-to, bow, meow, meow. I mean it's so catchy, it really is, I just mailed off a whole bunch of Patreon stickers, like I think we're almost caught up, I was gonna say I'm really bad about remembering that, I'm sorry, oh no, you're fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's you're fine. totally fine, um, I usually get Ella to help me and she'll like just oh, good, address the envelopes good. and then I'll write the cards. Good job, Ella. I'm, I love you. <laughs> but this time I got tired of waiting for her and then she got mad at me about it. She's like, that's my job. Like, oh, sorry. Sorry. Ella. Couldn't wait for you. People have been waiting long enough, but I think we're all caught up now. Oh, cool. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. We're almost all caught up. I think and everybody we're... except if you've joined in the last like three weeks. Listen, and we're not all caught up on the names. No, no, the... no but we're working on it. Shout outs, but we're getting there. Perfection is boring. It really is. <laughs> Go we to like our to, podcast store to buy that t-shirt. <laughs> we like to keep you all on your toes. <laughs> oh, that also reminds me. Um in the Patreon, oh my god, did you see this? Yes. I have gone ahead and set up the discount codes for the entire year and scheduled the posts. I'm really proud of you. So every month on the 1st of the month, uh-huh. it's the 1st of the month, you'll get your if you're in the Janets or the body of a goddess level, yeah. there's a post that's going to have your discount code. Mm-hmm. And also links to the Discord, um, because we always forget to share that. And then um, I took the Halloween stuff out of the store, Mm -hmm. put back in some other stuff, and added some new merch. Listen, I've had some ideas for some Valentine's Day ones. Yes. I'll I'll have to work on those maybe this weekend. Yeah. So uh, just so you guys know, you can go to the podcast store, and there's a link for like the new stuff. Um, So you can check out what's new. So fun. And you know old favorites and everything so oh yeah enjoy <laughs> it's gonna be great this is the witch's magic murder mystery podcast do y'all know? i'm megan do you all know this fun i'm kara okay and i have a podcast episode for you today yay yay i there's some murder in it there's some mystery there's maybe some magic I don't know if there's witches. I'm assuming her great, this person's great grandmother is a witch, but mm. we can only assume. Mm. Okay. Cause it was a while ago that she was alive. So, mm. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Are you all aware of Patricia Hurst? I am. Are you? I do. <laughs> Are, you? I do. Are you really? <laughs> okay. Confession. We've already oh, no. recorded this episode once. <laughs> I really sucked at it. So I had to re record it. Well, we were just all over the place last yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to edit. So I was like, Megan, we got to do this again. <laughs> Okay. Uh Patricia Hurst is if you all aren't familiar. She was born on February 20th, 1954 in San Francisco, California. She's the granddaughter of the media mogul William Randolph Hearst. He pretty much had a hold on everything. The, the newsies, yeah. He had a hold on the newsies. He, they listen, were asking. the newsies him. have a hold on me. <laughs> I <laughs> fell in watched? love with christian bale on the new yes one. oh yeah God. and then all over again with what's his name the new one jeremy mm-hmm. jackson mm-hmm. Is, that is that his name something something like that. um me and the girls watched both newsies movies yesterday <gasps> back to back oh gosh was mm. it so good it's so good so i love it good. so much. i whenever we go to disney and ride oh shoot what is that ride that like shows you the progress of the world I don't, I know what you're In talking about, but. Dome or whatever. Mm-hmm. In the Epcot thing. Yeah, yeah. It shows, like, the news station, like, where they're making the newspapers, and I always, like, break out of the song, mm-hmm. and my children, whichever one gets stuck riding with me, are like, oh, my God, I forgot about this bar. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I choose to ride with mom at this time? <laughs> we're going to break the will of Pulitzer and Hearst. Yeah, that's who this is. Uh, He was Media World. He was, you know, the news was the media at the time. And he's done all the things, newspapers, magazines, newsreels, films. He's literally been there, done that, has a hold on it all. Yeah, super wealthy, super powerful. Uh Uh-huh. And his mother, Phoebe Hearst, who is Patricia's great-grandmother, was a suffragist. She was a feminist. She was behind the University of California Museum of Anthropology, which they now call Phoebe A. Hearst Museum of Anthropology. Nice. And she also was a huge help in founding the PTA Association, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, let's get behind these teachers and support them. Yeah. I like And it. let's give parents a, a voice in what the children are doing, I guess. I have such a poor opinion of of William Randolph Hearst because of Newsies <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm like oh cool but he married like a really cool woman I guess he, well that well, no, no, was, his his was his mom he was raised by he a badass woman a really cool yeah okay so maybe he just kind of it just maybe he's not as terrible as I thought I don't know. or maybe he is who knows this I could do him. another episode on him maybe <laughs> <laughs> we don't, okay. know. I don't know I don't know okay but they were also into like politics and stuff too so they just kind of did it all Patricia's dad is Randolph Hearst and her mom's Catherine Campbell, who got married and changed her name to Hearst. You know. Some so people do that. They yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, she grew up, as you can imagine, pretty wealthy, mm-hmm. doing all the things in the big fancy schools and all that stuff. And she ended up going to the University of California in Berkeley. Okay. She's there, living with her boyfriend. And Patricia's at school living with her boyfriend. And the parents aren't a huge fan of that, but she does it anyways. Do you know what his name is? No. Weed. Weed is his last name. Oh, I forgot. Stephen Weed. And that's why her parents didn't like him. I'm sure. I'm sure they were Because this is the 70s, right? Or the 60s? This boy is a bad influence. His last name. What is that? Is someone upstairs? Did an airplane just land on the (laughs) building? (laughs) The president? Is that you? (laughs) Remember that one time? Joe Biden? Is that? What was that? I don't know. UFOs. (laughs) That's ufos <laughs> like there them upstairs really i mean there's that there's that like area that but who's up there nobody is a lot i don't know okay okay so she's off in college parents aren't very happy about her living situation but they deal with it anyways because it's patricia uh some of these articles call her patty i've read a couple articles that were like she prefers patricia so i'm just gonna call her patricia even if the article calls for otherwise So let me do a hop, skip, and a jump into this organization because it plays a huge role in this story. So the Symbionese Liberation Army is like a self—it was originally a self-improvement initiative for inmates. Um, The Black Cultural Association gradually evolved into more like politically charged association, and um, they got a little wild. There weren't hundreds and hundreds of people involved in this. But what happened were college students would go meet with inmates. And that's kind of how they get this story gets involved with the SLA was what I'm going to call it. And um, they the SLA on November 6th in 1973. Gets into the media in a bad way. They end up murdering Marcus Foster, who is a black superintendent of the Oakland schools. He was kind of in support of a student identification system. um, But then he ended up, like, retracting those statements. But then they assassinated him. Oh. Mm -hmm. Two months later, uh, Russ Little and Joe Ramiro are stopped at, like, a traffic, because of a traffic violation And they have SLA weapons and propaganda, and they got arrested for the murder of the superintendent. They get arrested, and they were, like, the other members were freaking out. They were like, this is terrifying. Um, Nancy Perry, who is another member, ended up setting fire to their house in Concord, their safe house. But the fire didn't completely destroy the house. So there's still tons of evidence for police oh. to uncover. So it's February 4th, 1974. So not too long after all of this started happening, the SLA has a hideout near where she's living. And they're like, we we have some things we need to accomplish. There's this rich girl up the street. Let's just uh, see what we can do. They abduct her. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess she didn't have any, like, security or... No, Daddy didn't. Daddy didn't think that was necessary, apparently, according to a couple articles. Which is just interesting, considering the time period. Yeah. And Daddy's money. Because the Lindbergh well, thing had happened. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, of course, that was an infant. And I guess maybe he's thinking, my daughter is an adult. Right. Who can... And she's living on her own and making her own decisions, even though we don't agree with them. So, why doesn't a boyfriend take care of her? boyfriend named Mr. Weed. Mr. Weed, why didn't you (laughs) handle the situation? Yeah. February 7th, a couple days later, Paul Fisher, the news director of KPFA, was given something to read. It was an arrest warrant from the SLA for Patricia Hearst. This warrant is a part of a statement that they got and they were just like, here's our here's our demands and you're going to pay up or Patricia gets it pretty much as well. Oh, yeah. Of course, the media gets a hold of this and everybody's going crazy and law enforcement and the FBI start searching for her. And February 6th, they get a message that describes uh Patricia's situation and they're just like, you know what? we want our members back. We know that they're in prison because they assassinated somebody, but we're gonna murder really that big of a deal right you do you how bad do you want Patricia <laughs> back? It's really what they were like, yeah, you'll exchange Patricia for these two individuals and everybody's like, huh. I don't, I don't think that's how this works. Like, I don't. Can you imagine though, being the parents and oh, like freaking you're, out, and and being told that that's your choice? My God, like, get these guys out of prison. Okay, and you're your like, yeah, can dies. we just get them out, or what yeah, are we doing here? I mean, mm-hmm. you would become very like, I don't care about yeah. the greater good here. Yeah, <laughs> this is my it doesn't. Child. This is my kid. How bad are they? Because yeah, can't be that bad. <laughs> can't be that. <laughs> I just kill somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Okay skip ahead a couple of days, February 12th, the, S- the SLA is just like, okay, I guess we are going to send another message. Um, they had a letter and an audio tape. They asked for $230 million worth of food to be distributed to the poor. And um, Patricia Hearst was giving this and she, in the tape, she it said she urged her father to comply quickly with their demands she said, "This is a very serious situation. Like, I need you to handle this." Wow, $230 dollars worth of food to the poor. Also, how do you find? Like, do you, how, how do you just like go knock on a door? Do you make this much money? Like, how, how do you, how do they determine? Do, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And also, just it's weird because that sounds like a good thing to do, right? Uh-huh. It's kind of Robin Hoodish, right? Exactly. Well, we can't get our people back, so I guess let's do some good for the world. A friend of mine because the other it's day. It's not oh, like no. they're asking for that money for themselves. They That's just want I mean. the food distributed. That much and also how do you prove that you bought that much worth of food? That's why it's so confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be highly publicized like yeah, every step of it to exactly. be like I'm following your demands. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine told me the other day about an AI thing oh. where like you'll get a phone call and it sounds like it's your kids' voice. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, scary. I don't know just you talking about this Patricia Hearst thing made me think like oh that's right i forgot about this story yeah. I, think I blocked it Oof. like that's scary you'll get a call and they'll be like i'm being held somewhere and it's not your child it's ai uh-huh. i mean ai is terrifying yeah. to me well, i don't answer unknown phone numbers so <laughs> or listen to my voicemails
1: <laughs> there you go my that's poor how kids. you avoid it my yeah. poor kids.
0: i feel like um, i'll be like can you text me ai i think It'll eventually settle down, right? Uh Like, it's just so new right now that there's no regulations and it's all crazy. Like, at some point, it'll, but, like, we got to get through this part. It's the wild, wild west. Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly what I said to my friend. I was like, it's like the wild, wild west right now. Yeah. It's so scary. It is. And the way that, like, there are. We can create images based off of just a couple of your own images. They can create whole people. Mm -hmm. Like, there's influencers who don't actually exist. It's all AI. Their videos, their voice, everything is fake. And that's terrifying when you think of how it's like, like ghost writers, but they're not writing. They're well, you look at them and you think, well, this is real. Yeah, and, and like young girls like, are looking no. at these like body not images, yes. Yeah. yep, and thinking they're real. Yeah, and it's just not just look pictures, for the fingers because it's, it's weird, yeah. it's creepy, it's true. Anyway, sorry, I just got yeah, distracted no. by that, but like, uh, it's so crazy to think about. It's wild. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh it's scary. Mm-hmm. Okay, February twenty second, Randolph Hearst, Patricia's dad publicly responds to the sla demands he said that their initial request was unrealistic he's going to offer a counter proposal two million for tax-exempt charitable organization approved by the attorney general of california to distribute aid to the poor and needy however sla was like this is crap we're not going for this Mm -hmm. we want four million and he's like, okay, fine. Here we go. But $4 million in the, food, the tax yeah, exempt yeah. donations. Too. Yeah, yeah. Huh. He's just like, okay, fine. Here we go. The first distribution happens in West Oakland's Hunter's Point, And riots and injuries and arrests all happen during this. Because how do you... Yeah, of course it would be. Think of all the free food. Yeah, and also like I don't even know what that system looked like. Do you just pull up in semis with food, or do you have like a? I mean, surely they had some kind of system. Yeah, my but gosh. Who knows? Yeah. So skip ahead half a month, or not even half a month. April third, they get a new tape from Patricia, and she's like, "You know what? I'm gonna stay and fight." And they're like, huh. "After all we've done for you, do yeah. you want me to join?" Yeah. You want to do what? You're going to be here with them? Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all Mm -hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh T Y. Using the code WMM30. So that's just two M. So you guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market. Created with your foot health in mind, pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24.
0: And so posters start popping up all over the place in Berkeley of Patricia Hearst, just talking about her stance with the SLA,
1: Mm.
0: how she's one of them now. April 15th, Patricia Hearst is seen on video footage, participating in a bank robbery at the Hibernia bank in San Francisco sunset district. She's armed with an assault rifle and she's using the pseudonym Tanya, Tanya, T-A-N-I-A. Did I I say it both ways? Mm -hmm. No, I've heard it both ways. And she is like super active in this bank bank robbery. robbery. Yeah, she's right in the middle of it. Two men are shot and wounded. And it appears that in the video footage that Patricia's kind of left behind. On purpose? I don't, that's the thing. Like, so the getaway car leaves Without her, so I'm just like, did you leave leave her thinking that if she got arrested, she it wouldn't be as bad, and maybe you've done so much to her that she's not gonna like out you all, or are people even gonna believe her if she is arrested? I don't know. Well, and if she's gotten if she's joined them and she's sympathetic to them. Mm She gets arrested and starts talking. Maybe they think this will be like it's like I mean it's free publicity for their group. Right, exactly. From a marketing point of view, it's brilliant. Right, exactly. But let's not hurt people. Okay. No. Okay, Don't so Another month later, May 16th, 1974. There's a male sporting goods in Inglewood, California. And the SLA is there. They've got a couple of their people. William Harris is Just committing like a minor theft while he's there. He's just you know, but stealing some things. Did Patricia get arrested after? robbery she did. So she got. She gets. uh, Yeah, and she gets arrested after this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Store managers notice that William Harris, one of the SLA members, is stealing some things, and another employee and the store manager confront William Harris outside of the store, and they're just like roughing him up a little bit. And a pistol falls from William Harris's, uh, I'm guessing, just like belt area. Mm-hmm. And Patricia Hurst, across the road in a van, opens fire on these people. So she the storefront started the is, shots, uh-huh. the shooting. Yep. Mm-hmm. The storefront is hit. The manager took cover. The manager actually tries to return fire, and she just starts going crazy with all the shooting.
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: But it was William Rand. He's the one. I said William Randall. W- William Harris. He's the one that had the gun, right? Yeah, but it fell from his waistband. So I'm wondering if the manager grabbed it or what if they just openly carried back then? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hearst and Harris forced two people to give up their cars. One of the people was abducted by them. The person said that it was very weird being with his abductor in the car because. He said that she sat there and told him about cyanide-tipped bullets, but she kept checking. Are you okay? Are you doing all right back there? Is everything okay? How are you feeling? Like, what's, are you, like, just want to make sure you're okay. And that's Patricia? Uh Uh-huh. The police had surrounded the main SLA base in Los Angeles thinking that Patricia's going to be there, thinking that they immediately went there. They're not during this during them going to this base uh, a shootout starts and this is all public like it's on it's televised everybody's watching all over oh, and gosh. the house ends up engulfed in flames several members end up dying um during the shootout like they were trying to hide and then yeah they some claim that they tried to peacefully come out but they ended up getting shot so patricia's not there september 1975. Okay, so this started like in what? May. May. Yeah, so is when the shootout now. happened. So this ha- this all started as far as what when she got kidnapped, February. Yeah, February 4th is when she got kidnapped. So she's been with them for like six months. A hot seven months. minute. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, we skip ahead a little more than a year. Um the FBI has been monitoring lots of new associates of the group and they're just like okay but if we keep watching them and watching their footsteps and seeing what they're doing and watching where they go we'll eventually find patricia and they did they found patricia in an apartment with another sla member and um they had evidence linking her to all these you know the robbery and the you know the shootout at the um uh, store so they end up arresting her so i wonder why are they looking for her i mean she's an adult and the thing now like if you get kidnapped but or if you disappear and you're an adult right right and then they're like sorry we know where she is but she's an adult she does if she doesn't want to be in touch with you she doesn't have to be yeah But I'm assuming... Because she's involved with this group. Right, yeah. So now they're just like, okay. And she is the one that opened fire. Right, yeah. She now has arrest warrants because she's... Yeah. Okay. Acting crazy. Um, They also had evidence linking her to explosive devices were put under police officers' cars and they failed to detonate. So fortunately, those police officers lived, but they think that she was associated with that too that's the whole thing where attempted murder mm-hmm. is like so ridiculous because yeah it should be treated like murder yeah because it, you wanted it to be exactly and also the there was another robbery at the National Bank in Carmichael California during this heist a mother of four was fatally shot by a masked Emily Harris who was another SLA member so Hearst Patricia Hearst could have like felony murder charges because of all these yeah they're processing her in the jail and they ask her what's your occupation urban not student it's urban gorilla same that's what i you, that's yeah, what i think you, of myself as right right <laughs> chin urban chinchillas <laughs> what's the most random critter the most random like non-threatening critter ever mm-hmm. A deer. I Urban am deer. I'm the forest deer. <laughs> Urban deer. What's what's the mouse and the city mouse and, farm, country and mouse? country mouse? Yeah. <laughs> <What's wrong>? <laughs> <laughs> country deer. Um, city <laughs> deer, country deer. <laughs> Urban. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> She told her attorney, she said, I got a message for you to give to my people. Tell everybody that I'm smiling, that I feel free and strong, and I send my greetings and love to all the sisters and brothers out there. And they said, huh, interesting. This Not the Patricia Hearst we knew, but sure, okay, wow, we're going for it. Wow, Yep. So January 1976, they start the trial. And, you know, of course, she's getting all this publicity and... All this stuff starts happening and she's like, oh, well, maybe I should talk about my time with them and kind of just be like, Ooh, this was scary. Oh, like changing her stance on Yeah. So she describes being confined in a closet. She was blindfolded, bound. Um, Donald Defries, one of the leaders, uh, did all of this to her. And she said, this... You know, I got several threats, like life threats, that if I, you know, didn't follow their instructions, I was going to be murdered. She said that um, they told her that if she would, like, join them and stuff, they they wouldn't kill her. So they gave her literature, like SLA literature to study. They gave her a flashlight, um, and she, she joined them. She was like, what else am I supposed to do? She said she got weapons training. She got all these initiation activities, and it just was a nightmare. So she's saying it was basically just about survival at that point. Right. She had to be convincing Mm -hmm. because we already know they will kill. Yeah, exactly. Judge Oliver Jesse Carter just kind of had enough of the whole situation before it even got to him, I think, because he just not having any of it like evidence. in like expert testimony and stuff, he just wanted to exclude. And he said that her like statements for her or against her both really like, oh. yeah, he was just like, he said, we have jailhouse recordings of her expressing her radical beliefs and like all these psychiatric evaluations. I'm going to admit some, but I'm not going to admit some. And people were like, he kind of had a bias. Mm hmm her testimony that her captors coerced her into appearing enthusiastic during the bank robbery and once again threatened her life. So she was like, I had to. I had to point the guns. And she said, if you, you know, they these people had guns on me too. And if you notice in the surveillance footage, they kind of did. They were, you know, pointing the guns at her too. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, I had to act this way. The judge eventually just was like, you know, I've had enough We're going to give you the max possible sentence of 35 years. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then another judge, William Orrick Jr. reduced that to seven years. From Mm -hmm. 35 to seven. Yeah. He noted the need to punish young revolutionaries who commit crimes. So he's like, maybe you didn't do the murdering, but you still committed some crimes. So I'm going to give you seven years because I feel like that other judge was a little harsh on you. It's, I mean, so remember when I did the Otto Warmbier episode uh-huh. and there were lots of um, quotes from people who had also been held hostage right. by North Korea. Yeah. And they talked about how in the time that they were held, they were basically deprived of all uh-huh. their rights, obviously. But then they were just like loaded with North Korean right. propaganda. Yeah. And this is a time period where there is all this like social Uh change going on and all this talk Mm -hmm. and at her age I don't know I just think it was almost like a perfect storm of things yeah at her age and the time that she's living in and where she is right and the way she grew up Uh uh-huh she never really had to struggle right and I think there's something about going through a struggle oh for sure for anything it makes you like bonded yeah and I don't know that's you know you hear the words trauma bond a whole lot. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's necessarily what we're talking about here. But, like, it just makes you, like, I worked hard for this. Yeah. So I feel even more strongly yeah. about it. Yeah. And I don't know. I can just see how she could get swept up in this right. movement. Yeah. And there is. But there is also. I fully believe that at this point she's, like, in order to survive, uh-huh. this is my only choice. Yeah. I'm going to fight. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So she's released on a $1.5 million bail. Um, pending the robbery conviction appeal. She pled no contest to assault and robbery charges at the Mills Sporting Goods case. And then she returned to prison after the U.S. Supreme Court declined her appeal. So she got a new lawyer and she decided or she tried to have her sentence reduced and her conviction overturned because she was trying to say that she got adequate, inadequate defense by her previous attorney's. One of those previous attorneys tried to get a little book deal. Oh. She's like, see, look, they're just trying to make money off of me. Like, I need another hearing. Yeah. February 1st, 1979. It's been a a bit mm-hmm. since she was first captured. Um, she was released after serving 22 months of her seven-year sentence. And it's because President Jimmy Carter... There was a committee for the release of Patricia Hearst that sent thousands of letters to President Carter and U.S. Representative Leo Ryan of California advocated for her. So they just had this huge petition going around and um, even in Congress, 48 members signed it and they argued that Hearst's unique and traumatic experience with the SLA led her to participate in activities she would not have otherwise engaged in. I think that kind of consideration should be given to every young kid that ends up in a gang, too, then. I mean, think about the unique and awful position they're put into. Exactly. And in order to survive, this is what they have to Mm -hmm. do. Are you, is Congress signing petitions for that? Right, are 48 members of you going to sign that? And people who are... I mean, I get it was in the 70s, maybe it's a little different now, but still. I don't think they were no. any more sympathetic. No, I mean, exactly. She's just a hearse. Uh-huh. So that definitely helped. And again, she went through something awful. She was abducted. Right, I'm not trying to right. discount that. Yeah, it's she just a frustrating. experience. That, I mean, both things can be true, right? right. She happens to be a privileged mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. But also she went through something traumatic. Yeah. It's just, it'd be nice if they could see that. You don't have to be a privileged woman to go through something dramatic. <laughs> yep. Well, following her release, she remained on probation for the state sentence that was related to the sporting store with a shootout with them. Um, but President Bill Clinton, in his last day of office on January 20th, 2001, fully restored her citizen's rights. June 1999, Kathleen, so- I think it's Solia, I'm sure it is. She was a former SLA member. She went by Sarah Jane Olson. They apprehend her in St. Paul, Minnesota, after she had been on the run for two decades as a fugitive. Oh, wow. She was involved in the bank robbery with Patricia Hearst. She was the getaway car. Every time you say getaway car, I, I hear the song in my head. Yes. But they it. didn't get far. <laughs> okay. So they featured... An episode on America's Most Wanted about her. Oh, wow. Yeah. People were like, when like I know her. This this lady in our neighborhood. I not imagine being on the run for two decades. Okay, well, apparently, like, she was doing good deeds while she was on the run. Like, people said she turned a new leaf. She was engaged in, like, community activism and, like, living a normal life. But, I mean, I'm sure in the 70s, mm-hmm. these groups happened because people thought they were... Yeah. Doing something good. They yeah. were trying to enforce change. Right. Their methods were mm-hmm. questionable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so she entered a plea bargain, pleaded guilty to two counts of planting bombs. So she was involved in that. Mm-hmm. And she received a sentence of five years and four months. Her sentence was extended to 14 years by the Board of Prison Terms. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because she was involved in the killings as well. Mm-hmm. So, it- October 1999, all of that started happening, and Patricia is summoned to testify against her. She's like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. I've had all my rights restored. I'm trying to put this behind me. Because she's a witness. Of Mm -hmm. course she's going to have to testify. What does your rights have to do with that? Right. So there's a gag order in place, and Patricia's like, I'm walking right across that. I'm walking all over it and right across it. I'm going to talk about this situation. Do you know my last name? Exactly. I get to do like, whatever I want. I am completely over this. I am just so tired of being drug in the mud. I, you know, had this involvement in the past, of course. You know, it's already been publicized. Like, everybody already knows about my whole entire situation. And now you're trying to bring me back into it. She said, I get this lady was trying to be a good woman, being out on the lam or whatever. She said, but I don't want to have anything to do with this. But, I mean, you have to. You're a witness. Yeah. All you got to do is say the truth uh-huh. and go forward. Yeah. So it says, in an interview, Hearst implicated Olsen on a series of crimes, including the bank robbery and murder in Sacramento and, like, petty thefts and shoplifting incidents. And people were like, probably well, we should stop talking. <laughs> and she was like, nope, no, I don't care. Um, She was like, I don't care if she was, you know, a part of all these activist things and charities and you know had a family. She was like, this is my life too. She said, I have sympathy for her, but you know, here we go with all the tea. I'm yeah. gonna spill it all. Like I said, she got the full pardon from Bill Clinton. And um she ended up getting married to a Lee a Bernard Lee Shaw, who was part of the security detail while she was out on bail. That her family had hired. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. They had two daughters and they remained married until he passed away in 2013. She's been actively involved in charitable work. She is the, um, she contributed to a foundation for children with AIDS. She does several charitable events. She's written a book. Uh, She, it said, a couple articles I found said she's got a place in New York and Connecticut where she lives with her family. Yeah. She tries to keep it. You know, low. She's just low profile. I don't blame her. Yeah. I mean I I don't know where I land on how I feel. I don't know. About what she did or why. Mm-hmm. But I do know that like she's been dealt the hand she was dealt, right? Like yeah. we can all be like, Wow, she got off easy here. Yeah. But I, if it were me in her place, oh, I would no. take that deal yeah. too. And yeah. be like, cool, I'll be out of prison. Deuces, you know. Yeah. Like thanks. Yeah. And so But also, if that was us in her case, we wouldn't have gotten the media. We wouldn't have gotten. No, because our last name's not Hearst. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess what I mean is she took advantage of the things that she could take advantage of. Yeah. Which I think any person would do. Right. Like, if you had an upper hand, if you had any, you know, I can't think of the right word I'm looking for, but just anything that could help you. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if it isn't fair, yeah, you would take it, yeah, because you want your life back. And now she's just tried to move on, and it is good. She went on had a normal life. I don't think she ever did anything awful yeah. after this. And then she's, like you said, she's been involved in charitable organizations. I think she's tried to make her to do good where events. she can. Yeah, um, and it's the whole thing of like you don't want to be defined by the worst things you've done, right? right? We can all relate mm-hmm. to that, even though we haven't all done what <laughs> Patricia Hearst did. But yeah. you know, none of us want to be defined yeah. by our worst moments. Right, so I I understand that she wants to move forward. Yeah, and I want to let her. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what I think about what she did. I guess. Right. Yeah. I just want to let her. Move We're just forward. here to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the articles give us information on in our own personal opinions. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the disclaimer is in our show notes. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. Um. I don't know if we have anything else. Gypsy Rose got out of prison. She did. She didn't get to see Taylor Swift. Dang it. No, my kids are just <laughs> obsessed with it. They're just like, what is she doing now? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's and another one that I'm like, probably not as uh, ambiguous on my feelings about her yeah. as I am about Patricia Hearst. Yeah. But it's another one that I'm like, I don't know. This is This is where she is now. She's out. I don't feel real great about the fact that she's out. I do feel like she was a victim, but I'm also like, yeah, God, but she seems dangerous and scary. Right. Yeah. So I hope she's okay. Yeah. I hope she gets the help she's needed. Right. I hope she gets the rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And has some kind of chance for a normal life. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. We love you. On that note, we love you all so much. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.